We cannot have it both ways. If we are free, we are responsible. If we are not responsible, we are not free. Venerable Bishop Fulton J. Sheen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode eight of Commoners Honing All Disciplines. No Nut November, continuing the struggle. This month, we all participated in No Nut November Challenge. And uh, I asked you guys to send me your struggles this month, and we got a lot of responses. So that's what we're going to be discussing and talking about the different issues, uh, reasons for failure, and how to overcome those. And then talk about why you should continue to struggle against this. Yeah, so we got a lot of responses um, from you guys talking about um, what do you do and some questions that you guys had that we may or may not have covered from the previous episode on No Nut November. And we're going to get into all of those today um, as well. We have something new uh, we're going to bring at the end of the episode for sure. Mm. And uh, it's, it should be a good one. It should be a nice little recap of uh, the struggle of this month and uh, the months that are going to come after because the whole point of no, no November is one for people who haven't tried to stop uh, doing any of this stuff. The, I guess you would call it the willful uh, act of viewing pornography or the willful act of, you know, trying to pleasure yourself alone. <laughs> right. To put it in a polite terms. Right. Yeah. We want to. We want people to start that if they haven't started, and to maintain that if they have, or if they're struggling, to let them know that other people are doing it as well. So you know that's kind of the point of this month to reiterate that. And with yeah. that, there comes trouble, right? It comes yeah. trouble it's when like you try to break. It's like a big rally of everyone together in one month, where everyone wants to talk about it, right? Yeah, and it's good. It's important, good. right? Because. We got to start talking about this stuff more, especially because it's like literally messing with people's lives. So, you know, mm -hmm. if you let it, if you hide it, it's not going to do, no one's going to gain anything from it. So I, I will say, um, based on some of the responses, we're really proud of you guys. Like one, not being afraid to just talk to us about it. Obviously, you know, we're not going to say anyone's specifics names or anything who talked about whatever they talked about. Cause that's stupid. And that's the whole point of being online, right? So you have the safety of anonymity. However, you can still get vital advice and vital uh, help from your boys at the Commoners Holding All Disciplines podcast. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of the answers were um, just a comment. Like we've just kind of picked out a few common themes at each one. So like I guarantee there was someone else who had the same issue as you. Uh, or the same reason to fail as you did, right? So it's like totally everyone's in the same boat. Everyone can relate. Which is a good thing about this specific issue is that everyone does relate to it. Yeah, absolutely. And also, guys, let us know if we missed anything. Um, you know, in the next episode, let us know in the feedback if we missed stuff. Because we want to cover everything, right? Even if we have to go back a little bit and recap uh, in previous in like in future episodes, if we have to previous uh, like recap previous episodes a little bit, then that's I'm fine with that. We just want to get 
you know, all the concerns out of the way because the realistically here, like we, we, it's important that we share every single potential problem we have because other people might have it. Right. Like it's a big deal. It's a big deal that we do that. So if we miss anything, we really want to catch that stuff. Um, so let us know, right? Let us know, uh, DM Nordic, uh, on Instagram or, you know, in the, in the comments, in the feedback, Uh, I believe we're, we're starting to try to upload these to YouTube as well. Yeah. That's exciting. Yes. The, uh, YouTube channel is commenters honing all disciplines. Uh, so you guys, if you want to look that up so far, just the first episode is posted, but more will be coming soon. Yeah. And with that, we should probably get into one of the top questions uh, that people asked, which may or may not have shown that they didn't listen to the uh, episode five, but that's okay, right? People might start on like, (laughs) eventually in the future, people might start on episode 100, like God willing. So I'm fine with that, right? I'm fine with... um, Yeah, absolutely. If people haven't listened, if they missed up. So the first question here. What do you do if you have a girlfriend slash wife slash uh, spouse, partner, whatever? That's the number. That's one of the top questions here. I think we had two or three responses just asking about that. And we did cover that mm-hmm. in episode five. Yeah. But uh, I think they might have been specifically like if their girlfriend is – their girlfriend is not on board with it. You know, Ooh. that might be a whole other problem. Well, then the girlfriend sucks. <laughs> and he's probably just using them. Probably. Okay, that's a joke. That's obviously a joke. Um, I can't know that. I can't say that definitively. But I guess, so number one thing, if you're going to try to get your girlfriend on board with this idea, if you guys are already having, you know, already having sex and doing all that stuff, I don't recommend that. I don't think it makes your relationship better, especially if you're just dating. I don't think that's going to make your relationship better long term, but that's up to you, right? It's not my problem. That's yours. So what do you do to convince your girlfriend that this is one necessary for you to do? And number two, that it's actually good for her as well. Okay. So here's what you start with. One, you have to start prioritizing uh, other ways, other creative ways that you guys can be intimate together. So more dates, maybe you do more creative dates, you try new things, right? Maybe you try doing things only for her, not for you. That's not a bad way to do it, right? That can be difficult. It's very tempting um, to just do things for one other person. But, mm-hmm. you know, that might that's not the best route. But if you can handle that, that's not a bad idea, right? That's not a bad alternative. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely thinking outside of the box, right? Getting creative with your uh, dating, getting creative with your intimacy, like, November is a month usually starts to get colder and stuff. People like going inside more. So start to do more dinner dates, maybe start to do more movie dates. If you guys are very outdoorsy, right? Try new things. Go to an art studio. Take uh, dance classes. If you can take dance classes, go to church together, right? That's a, that's a date. That's a real date idea, right? Like, why not? It's it's uh, doable and it's good for you. So that's yeah. not a horrible idea. Like, it's not bad. There's a lot of things you can do that aren't sex. <laughs> like there's a lot. There's a lot, a lot. You can start you can start cooking for each other maybe. If you don't do that, if you're a bit younger, try cooking a meal, right? That's a good idea. Seeing how that works, right? Like like think, really try to get creative. Like use the time that you would normally spend like watching porn or masturbating. Use that time 
to do something else, do something more creative and, and pay more attention to your girlfriend. Maybe, um, yeah. you know, that's how you, that's how you get, that's how you convince someone. Cause a relationship takes two people, right? Obviously you have to agree on certain things, especially if they've been a routine for you guys it might be a habit for both of you, not just one of you. And what you can also do is try doing it together, right? Try saying like, Oh, let's try to just not do anything at all. Both of us this month. Let's try yeah. both refraining from any sexual activity and see if that makes our relation better, if it makes it worse, right? Uh, are you using that as a crutch to stay with someone, right? Or is that the only thing you guys have in common? That's a big deal. You got to look at that yeah. stuff. And that's a tough thing to say in a relationship to be like, are we just together because we enjoy each other's physical company? It's a tough, it's a tough question to ask. And you got to ask it, right? And the answer, hopefully, is no. Hopefully, there's a lot of other reasons you're together. But if that's the only reason, well, it may be time to rethink your relationship altogether. And that's probably a worst case scenario as well. Also, if you think, another thing I'll say is if you think this is really impacting your life as a man, this is really impacting your life and your girlfriend is really adamant about you not doing it and you've stated, oh, we'll try new things. We'll do all this other stuff. We'll go on better dates. We'll try to be more intimate in other ways. And she's adamantly against that. It really may, that might be a red flag. Yeah. Because if you're saying this is definitely in both of our best interest and especially obviously yours and they don't want you to do it, well, that might not be someone who's interested in your growth and betterment over time, which is not someone you want to marry. But like I said, yeah. it has to be assessed. That's up to you to decide. You have to look at it correctly. Feel free to DM us about it. We're really, we also were thinking about doing advice specific uh, episodes potentially. So yeah. You know, reach out to us um, in any ways you can anonymously and we'll try to keep it as anonymous as possible because that's another it's another opportunity to, to, to improve, right? Is if you have a problem and we can potentially help with that, well, maybe someone else can take from that or their situation's a mm -hmm. bit different, right? And it's important. All these things work together in tandem to improve, right? All these things help improve you, especially for people who aren't in relationships yet who need to know what to avoid potentially in a relationship. It's a big deal. So you guys do not think one dimensionally about your issues being just your own. They can trickle into other people, but I, I won't go too hard into that area yet. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about that um, at the end. Um, it's just one thing I wanted to mention is that, yeah, if you decide to do uh, no fab for no night November and your girlfriend is wholly against it, that that is a bad sign because it's it's indicative of a lack of respect you know like these are the type of decisions that you're supposed to be making as a man and if she's completely against it and like pushing back against you um then i think you should rethink your relationship at that point it may not be like the end of it but it's something you should consider and and think about um respect in that context yeah and communication is important right so if yeah if well, either if either of you are unwilling to communicate about it well that's not going to last long term you gotta you gotta really figure that out sooner rather than later because if you put something off the if you sweep something under the rug the pile becomes big enough eventually you're going to trip on it that's the analogy yeah. i'll use here i like that get get the shit out under the rug so you don't trip on it later, right? Get clean it up every week if you have to. I don't care what it takes. If you think it's worth fighting for, 
especially if it's a relationship. If it's someone you could see yourself spending the rest of your life with, that's definitely something to take seriously. Yeah. If it's not, if it's casual, well, do whatever the hell you want. Right. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, another uh, common uh, answer from people was simply old habits, right? It's just something you've always done for as long as you're you've been old enough right so as long as you've been a young adult you've always done this so it's become an absolutely ingrained habit and now you've got to break out of that mainly so we wanted to look at like what is a habit it's something you do on a regular basis automatically so you don't really have to think about doing it you just do it it's the, and i'll add ritual the baseline right yeah it's a ritual it's your baseline uh, existence now because you've done it so many times. Now that's just what you do. Um, so uh, to answer this, um, the main thing you need to do to break a habit is start mentally breaking it down and change what you're saying about yourself. Like, well, I'm just someone, I'm just the type of person who, um, masturbates. I'm the type of person without willpower. Those things remain true if you keep telling yourself. But if you change the script in your mind and say, I'm not the type of person that watches porn, then you will gradually be able to come off it because your identity is going to be changing first in your mind and then by your actions. And and you don't have to say I'm not the type of person you could say, I don't want to be the type of person who watches porn, right? It can be a future thing. And then eventually it'll yeah. catch up to you, right? Yeah, you could. And if so, if you say that I'm not the type of person who watches porn and then that night you do, you're going to feel a lot of guilt, right? And conflicted. You, yeah. Which is a bad feeling, which might deter you as well. Um, go with that. Yeah. So you, yeah, as you change the script in your mind, so then your actions will change, because your brain doesn't handle the dissidents very well. It needs to be consistent. Yes, absolutely. And um, if you're having trouble thinking about yourself as someone who doesn't watch porn, that's fine. Yeah. Just have trouble with it, right? Struggle with it for a bit. You know, you're you're coming out of something that you've been in for so long, right? For some people, I think the average age of people that start to watch porn now is 10 years old. 10. Yeah. Yes. Let that sit in it's your terrible. head. 10 years old. Average. So that means there's people doing it younger. Yeah. Right? So that you've been you may be do, have been doing this for 10 years. You may have been doing this if you're in your late 20s for 20 years. Wow. Right? So you you can't expect to change in one month, but you can't expect to start in one month, right? Mm. The beginning of something is usually never the end of it of of the same thing. Right? It can't be, right? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So you know, you got to be patient with yourself. If it's been 10 years, I can guarantee you it's going to be maybe two to three years before you can fully embody like quitting, right? Yeah. That's like it's two it's years. It's going to be a short time span. 
and that's just about the same as your analogy there for me it was like nine years on porn and then like two years to quit yeah which is pretty good turnaround right if you think about it that ratio is fantastic yeah that's not bad so if you're a patient person and and you can really hold out for two to three years even if it takes you five you'll have been doing it you'll it'll be faster quitting than it was continuing you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. if you've been doing it for nine years and very likely the the um, the shorter you've been doing it like if if you've only been doing it for five years you're gonna quit a lot faster right these these habits tend to build up um you know pathways in your brain right so in order to break those, you've got to kind of crack these pathways down. And the longer you've been doing a habit, the longer these, the deeper entrenched in your mind, these pathways are yeah. right. So you have to be cognizant of that. And that's why you have to be patient because you're only a human and that's fine. But the whole point is to be a better human today than you were yesterday. That's the point. That's what this is all about. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I also mentioned that, uh, with habits breaking them, they're also always, almost always associated with um, feelings or things in your environment as well. So you'll notice it'll be a specific feeling, like you feel tired or you feel stressed or something. You feel sad. That's what triggers you, and you have to be aware of these things so that you can prevent those triggers from causing um, a lapse in willpower. Right? And look at this. Uh, the habit is something that's caused by the trigger and then you can whenever that trigger comes up you can redirect your energy to a new habit right most habits aren't totally broken they're just kind of redirected to something new right like i don't even give an example um not even porn related it's say say you feel tired at a certain point of the day and then you go drink uh caffeine you drink a coke or something if at the same time every day when you felt tired you instead went out for like a 15 minute walk you get the same energy boost feeling right and obviously the walk is much healthier than uh drinking a coke every day so that's how you would take that habit and redirect it to something yeah yeah you're basically replacing these old bad habits with new good habits that's mm-hmm. what we want to be doing, right? Because you need, you still need, this is a thing. You still need ritual in your life. You need repeated activities. You need repeated behaviors. You need a sort of routine. The difference is rather than the routine being drinking crappy drinks and watching porn that makes you gross inside and out, you walk and you read, right? And you yeah. exercise and you go Do to the bed earlier, right? right? You, you leave your phone outside of your room. You might spend less time on social media if that's one of your triggers, which we have to, which we will discuss, um, you know, in terms of this causing people to, to, to do it right. These temptations. So I think with old habits, the, the number one thing is they have to be replaced with a repeated ritual habit that is of benefit to you, not of a negative, like of a negative impact, Mm. something that feels good. And is good, not just feels good. That's a good way to put it. Something that feels good, the more you do it, not feels worse, the more you do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
something that's feels good in the moment makes you feel worse always the longer it goes on right but something that doesn't feel great in the moment always makes you feel better the longer you do it yeah usually I, I, that's a good way to put it yeah especially like exercise is one of those things where it's like the longer you exercise for like years you notice you can do more and that feels good right your yeah. values increased yeah and abstaining from porn since everybody's been on it right so like that's the one thing everyone's being on it it's like a drug that everyone takes so there's almost nobody who's never watched porn in their life if you're young enough that that's you like congratulations and stay that way please stay away stay away dude we all want it's you not to stay worth away. it it's not worth it bro but uh gonna, no, what i was gonna say you. Is when you quit you will notice the way your your brain perceives things it just improves um it's kind of hard to explain you kind of have to experience it but basically you may notice um when you're watching porn regularly you're having like constant intrusive uh sexual thoughts and you may think it's normal you may think it's just because oh i'm i'm a young male and that's just what happens right but the fact is uh, and I only noticed this by quitting, is that it's caused by porn consumption. Because after you quit, the longer it goes on, like I'm talking about like a year, um, you'll start to notice, probably six months to a year, you'll start to notice that your thoughts are way less sexual and it's, it only improves. And that the thoughts are less intrusive. Um, and you just feel more pure. I don't know how else to put it. You feel better. So Yeah. I own I noticed right away when I look forward to when Sorry, I started to try to no 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 worries. When I started to try to quit, I noticed right away the um my memory started getting better. Right? Because the way I think about it is like yeah. this. If you learn a lot of things all day and then you go home and watch porn, well that those memories are embedded in your head. Once you let go mm-hmm. of watching the porn there's less memories you have of it. So it basically leaves you more room for other memories, right? Like if you think about like a computer, the computer has RAM in which it can pull out quick access memories, right? Well, I, don't, I'm, I, don't, yeah. I don't care if I'm right about this because it makes sense. <laughs> um, I'm not going to be exactly scientific with my terminology here, but basically you can pull out no, memories it's... quicker um, with, with the amount of RAM that you have. If you have porn filling up your RAM in your brain, well, good luck finding regular memories, right? It's going to be a yeah. lot harder. Yeah, you're right. That's a good analogy for it. A lot of people understand computers. Um, well, they're going to get pissed because I didn't say random access memory and whatever. <laughs> yeah, the nerds are pissed. The nerds are pissed. <laughs> Our boys are pissed. Uh, <laughs> How do you stop going on your computer learning about RAM and, and go to the gym, bro? <laughs> so true all right all right let's let's get back on track Um, okay a lot of people said um it was simply just an issue of willpower right like they just simply didn't have enough willpower well i think we maybe we should cover urges first because urges seem to tie in with willpower yeah yeah we can can cover that as well yeah, so people would say 
the urges feel stronger than meth, which I think is actually <laughs> true. Um, so how, how do you prevent urges in the moment, right, when it's happening? How do you prevent urges? Where do they come from is a good question. And how do you – I don't think preventing them is the, is the reality here. I think redirecting them is yeah, the real – is the real, um, you know, that's the real winner here. That's the real way we're going to change things. So how do we redirect urges? Well, let's begin. Let's start with a breakdown of the process of when an urge occurs. So I'll tie this in because a lot of people experience uh, relapses because of social media. So let's go down this path. You're on social media. You see a very attractive girl and obviously you get aroused. Now, what do you do with that arousal? What's the first step? Chances are, you are your mind right away already starts wandering to, oh, I'm going to go, you know, pursue this feeling of arousal. I'm going to go to wherever you, your, your favorite setting is, right? Whether it's in your bedroom or your washroom or wherever it is at your computer. I don't know. I don't care. I don't want to know. Um, but your mind goes, okay, let's go to this place, right? So now it's more than just an urge, right? Now it's a, now it's a feeling, it's an active thought. And your body wants to carry out this active thought. So what if you did this? What if you get the urge on social media, right? And we'll talk about how to prevent those as well, like getting this stuff on social media. But for now, you get the urge from social media, find, look at an attractive woman. Okay. What if you went outside? What if you literally just went outside right when that yeah. happened? Are you going to are you going to whip it out in public? <laughs> I don't think so, dude. I don't think you have the balls to do. I don't think you shouldn't because that's crazy, but like I don't think you're going to do it. Uh, you get arrested. So what happened? You get arrested, right? What happened if you had the urge and you just walked outside? You put your phone away, you just walked outside, right? So there's two steps to that. Even if you go walk yep. outside first as a first step, you go outside and now you're in a different setting. What happens now to your mind when you're in a different setting? Guess what's going to happen? Your mind is going to be angry in a way because it's like, oh, I can't do, I can't do what I do here. This is, I, we're outside. This is not the setting. So right away, you're breaking down this cycle that your mind goes through, this repetitive cycle that your mind goes through when the habit starts. So when you get these strong urges, force yourself, right? This is where the willpower comes in right away to just stand up and go outside. That's one of the ways mm -hmm. to do it. You can do other things, right? Yeah. And I don't want, I want you to replace it with something good, not bad. Like don't go and get up and go eat, right? But you could, you could get up and go get a glass of water maybe, right? Because chances are one of these urges happening, right? Uh, that's a, one, one of the good questions. When do these urges happen? Chances are it tends to be when you're sitting down, you're already in a good position to, to do whatever you want to do, right? You're already in a lazy position. Either you're lying down in bed or you're sitting down or you're in the washroom on Instagram. So how do we prevent these urges now, right? Because if they happen, now we know what we need to do. Change the setting. Right away, we change the setting. That's going to be a big way to help. You know, you have yeah. to kind of let yourself change the setting Put your or throw your phone on a couch or something. Like get it away from you. And then change the setting, like whatever helps you, right? If you play music, go play a guitar. 
right? Go, go to the gym. When you feel an urge, go to the gym or go to push-ups. Change the setting right away. That's like one of the number one things yeah. I can give you, right? You can do push-ups anywhere. Yeah. Right. Ch- chug, chug some water. Just literally chug water until you can't breathe. And I guarantee you, you will not have the urge anymore because you'll be like, holy shit, I need to breathe. So, <laughs> Yeah, the urge to breathe is stronger. Thankfully. Absolutely. So that's one thing you can do, right? It's a little extreme, but like, you know, drinking water is not bad for you. So not a bad thing to do. Um, and then I guess getting into after now, we've changed your setting and you've gone back inside or whatever. You chugged your water, whatever you did. You played your guitar. You did your push-ups. You went to the gym. You went to go give your mom a hug. I guarantee you, if you go give your mom a hug, buddy, Yeah. I would hope to yeah. God. Or call her. <laughs> or call her, right? That's a good thing to do. Yeah. I would hope that those urges aren't still there because then <laughs> you need more help than we can give you, dude. Uh, bruh. Anyways, yeah, bruh, that's it's a real bruh moment, but, um, Definitely. that's an, that's an Oedipus moment. Oedipus? I think it's an Oedipus <laughs> moment. Yeah. No Oedipus moments, please. No Oedipus moments. Um, mm. <laughs> so once you're done with your Oedipus moment, you sick, you sick human being, um, you're going to go back inside and you're going to, you're going to go on your phone and you're going to report or you're going to say, I'm not interested in this content on the social media, right? Yeah. You're going to put the blockers on because it's not enough. Really, it's not enough just to say, I'm going to quit this thing. You have to actively be preventing yourself from even your mind wandering to the thought of this thing happening, right? You want to wholesalely prevent these urges from even occurring whatsoever. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, it, on Instagram, there's three dots on the on every post. Just tap it, and then just tap not interested. Every time you see, um, I do it for any picture of a woman, but anytime you see a woman who's, like, who's you know sexually trying to arouse you, tap that, and then tap not interested, and you will see fewer. Like you'll notice, it'll just basically just go away off your feet. Uh, yeah, which is good. But yeah, you could also spend less time on it. Definitely a good thing too. I find the worst is Reels, Instagram Reels, even TikTok, right? Those yeah. two just want sexual content in your face. Why? Because that gets the most likes because there's horny 14-year-olds yeah, exactly. going on and they love watching these girls dance or whatever the hell they're doing. It's always some yeah. stupid bullshit that literally doesn't matter. It won't improve your life whatsoever. Stop watching it. There's something wrong with you and we're going to help change that, but you got to stop. You got to say, I don't want to see this anymore. Go look up hockey highlights on Instagram. You know, help help yourself change your algorithm, right? What do you yeah. like? Oh, you like exercise? Go look up um, strongman. Go look up I've been lifting. getting uh, I've been getting tons of boxing reels, actually, recently. Yeah, that's fantastic. Since I right? started doing more boxing, it's like, yeah, this is actually sweet. I'm actually getting good tips, and it's, like, motivating me. So, yeah, definitely uh, you can – you can alter your own uh, algorithm and feed your mind what you need to be fed, right? Definitely use it as a tool for good if you keep your time on it down, right? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, you got to actively right try to stop these things from happening, right? Because you're going to feel the urges one, like, one way or another, but the difference is you can prevent them from happening more often, right? Mm-hmm. 
because the more often you have them, the just statistically, the more likely you are, you're going to fail, right? You're going to fail to the urge, right? You're going to give into the urge. So the less they happen, the less likely you are to give into them. Overall, it's going to be easier to quit. It's going to be easier to let go, right? Still difficult, but easier statistically, right? You have more of a chance. You have more of a likelihood now of simply removing urges altogether, right? And, you know, this goes for anything, right? We talked about social media as the example, but anything that causes you to have an urge, try to change the setting of that thing or prevent yourself from being in that position, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah setting you may, you may be talking about, like, we talk about porn addiction, but you could also just talk about generally a dopamine addiction, right? Mm-hmm. Because one thing I noticed is that I spent way more time on other social media when I was trying to quit porn. And I was trying to figure out why, and I realized it's because um, porn is like a huge flood of dopamine at one time. It's social media, it's a lot, but it's more like a drip. So I would spend more time on social media to compensate for the the lack of porn, which again is, is kind of directing the habit to something unhealthy. So what I now do is try to direct it towards other things like exercise or anything else that's way better for you. So something to think about there that you may, um, you may have a dopamine addiction, in which case you should be detoxing and, you know, trying to totally detach yourself and see how long you can go from that. Right. Yeah. Like just take a week off your phone or something or put it on like airplane mode when you're not like at work or something, right? Like try to really get yourself out of that setting, right? Those settings. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a big theme for this. And, you know, just practice, right? Practice, practice, practice. One of the things someone also talked about was their willpower being too weak. Yeah. And I think it's a good time to segue into this and say, I don't necessarily believe in the idea that you have a stronger willpower or not. I believe in the idea that you've practiced more and you have more discipline because of the amount of discomfort you're willing to endure right Mm -hmm. that's like what is willpower it's just practiced it's just the ability to practice saying yes or no depending on the circumstance that you want right so if you don't want to watch porn anymore and you can't stop doing it well yes you can say that your willpower is low but have you really practiced it do you have any to begin with really truly because if you're just saying yes, 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 you're not really practicing willpower. Willpower is the idea that you have a conscious choice that you're choosing to make about a thing, whatever the thing is. Mm-hmm. But if you're not making yeah, a conscious a choice, you don't have weak willpower. You just never really had any to begin with, which is okay, right? Because that means you can gain it. Yeah, a lot of people think willpower is basically like a muscle. So the more you exercise it, the stronger it can get. Right. And um, other people say it's like as well, uh, it's kind of like you only have so much per day, which is probably like they're probably both true in some sense. Like it's like a muscle, but it only has so much you can exhaust it per day and it's, you get too tired. Right. 
Yeah, your brain your brain does your brain can hold, only make a certain amount of decisions for sure. Yeah. So that's the other thing like we talked about like try to cut down on the amount of times you have to make that decision and use blockers and things like that and change your setting so that yeah. it comes up less often. And make your life but, easier, right? And more simpler, obviously that's a good way to do it, right? Like we discussed this in other episodes, but like small decisions that you can make every day that like can change the whole outcome of your week. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can make a small decision at the beginning of the week and then you don't have to keep making that decision every day. It's kind of just like it's made, right? You don't have to think about it. Like setting out your, your clothes in the morning, like an example of that. You don't have to make that decision every morning. It's already made. Or planning your meals, right? Meal prep, another good example. Something you don't have to think about now because it's already done, set out for you at the beginning of the week. Yeah, even it's even like, the clothes one, like you can pick your whole outfit for the whole week. Like yeah. At the begin, like on Sunday night, you could. You you might not want to, right? But if you work in construction and your clothes aren't that serious to pick out. Just pop, you know, put your clothes down and you're ready to go for the week. Lay them out and that's it. Um, yeah. Workout clothes too. You just lay them out and that's all. If you have to change based on weather, well, that's okay. You already have the base, the base layers ready to go, right? Mm-hmm. That's why knowledge, knowledge is power, right? The more things you know, the the more capable you are of making a decision, right? And it's about how you used it. Yeah. So if you streamline these things then yeah fewer decisions means more willpower left over that could you know help you out when you're doing things like trying to quit habits like porn and masturbation because you'll have more you won't be as tired from all those decisions at the end of the day and you'll be able to say no i'm not going to do this i'll do this instead yeah exactly when it comes down to it So that may bring us into our next question, which was, and I'll use the scientifically correct term for this, a bit more polite than the crude, yeah. uh, you know, crude, the crude term that makes you sound like you peed your pants. Um, nocturnal emissions. So if you've not heard that before, that is when you, your body because it hasn't uh, basically ejaculated for so long, will naturally emit ejaculate in the middle of the night, right? It could You could have a weird dream. You could not be dreaming at all. It's just going to happen, yeah. right? So does this count as a failure? Well, let's think about it like this. Did you consciously have an urge, follow it through, and then go and masturbate or watch pornography? No, you didn't. You were unconscious. So why would this count as a failure of the month? And the real answer is it doesn't. Because you were not in control of the situation. You did not consciously do the thing. So you cannot be guilty of the crime. So... I do not count it. If if you're doing semen retention, that's a different story. Um, yeah. But in terms of what we're talking about, which is the avoidance and stopping of 
the uses of pornography and masturbation in order to feel pleasure, then no, I would not count this as a failure. Not at all. I would count it as if it's the first time it's happened to you in a long time, it's a good sign. Why? Because that means you're able to resist it for so long, right? You're able to resist watching porn and masturbating for so long that you literally, your body needs to do it for you because it's such a habitual process, right? So if anything, you should see it as a win in a sense, yeah. because one, the body's doing what it's naturally supposed to do, especially if it's used to something and it, it maybe the buildup is not good for you, right? So it has to release it. So you can view it as the body doing something good for you, one. And number two, you consciously did not make the choice to do it. However, I have heard, and I think I've experienced this myself once or twice, I have heard and experienced it that once it happens, once you do a nocturnal emission, it seems as if your willpower is lower. Yeah. So it when it does happen, and I, I did notice this, it, it seems that if your willpower is lower. So what you have to do for this is basically really focus up in the time after it happens. You have to really pay attention to your urges. You have to really pay attention to, you know, what you're doing that day and that week after this has happened. That's a, that's a really tough time because you're going to be a bit weaker because your body's already like, oh, we, we already did it. So now we can do it again. No problem, right? It's like we're primed and ready to go. So you really have to focus up in those times. You might even feel weaker and more apathetic from it because like that's kind of what it feels like, especially if you haven't done it for so long. Yeah. You got to really focus up in that time, in that time, excuse me, that this thing happened. So, you know, you didn't fail, right? Your body was doing something it naturally meant to do. And that's a good thing because that's a sign. That means you've been holding out for so long uh, that you haven't held out that long in a long time such that, you know, your body had to do it for you. So I would say that's, don't see that as a win or a lot. Don't see that as a failure at all, because that's, I see that potentially as a, as a win because your body literally had to do something that you were holding off from. Right. So that's a definitely a good thing to happen. So don't worry about it. Really. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. A lot of people think it's a fail, but it's not. And, um, I was mentioned if you are trying to do semen retention, the only way to prevent things <laughs> is to actually, um, like lucidly dream and while you're dreaming, prevent anything sexual from happening. So, which is a little sounds a little crazy. So, it is it know. is crazy, but I know I mean, it can I've happen. Done it. I've done it, and I've also failed to trying to do this. That's like. Since I'm trying to do like strict semen retention, I'm trying to also learn learn lucid dreaming for this purpose. So there's been a few dreams where I have been successful, and then obviously others are not. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. So that's yeah, an option. And that takes time, right? It, that takes a long time to get there. Um, but don't feel bad if you've if you wait, what you call it a nocturnal if you haven't have had a nocturnal emission. Don't worry about it. Just keep trying, especially if this is, you're just starting off. And Have you not heard that term before? You, then, uh, I think I have, but I just it's not it's not part of my regular vocabulary, I guess you could say. I just wanted to say wet dream, but 
And I was like, maybe I should just be polite, you know? That's okay. So yeah, point of that, don't count it as a failure. Okay, so... How so... not to feel like shit if you failed? <laughs> this is a big one. This is a big yeah. one. So, you have just recently started trying to quit, or you've been trying to quit for a while now, and unfortunately, you got into the position where you were not able to resist, and you've done the deed. What then? Well, number one thing is to realize that this isn't just a start and stop, you know, kind of thing. It's an ongoing process that takes time and patience and a little bit of, you know, patience and respect for yourself, right? Because, you know, you can look at it in a super negative way and say, oh, I failed. I'm not never going to be able to do this or whatever. I suck, blah, 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 blah. That's all bullshit. That's all stuff that's going to prevent you from being the person that you should be, right? How you want to be thinking is, okay, you want to slow it down. You want to go, okay, I failed this time, right? I failed being able to do this thing that was going to improve my life. However, overall, I've been improving my life. My life has been improving and I will not let this one glitch in the system. I will not let this one relapse or reset prevent me from achieving what I ultimately want to achieve, which is never watching it again, right? Because imagine it's like this. In in increments, you're able to last longer and longer until resisting. So imagine this was the first time you've done it. You lasted three weeks. Awesome. Next time, when you reset, when you're able to reset, try to last three weeks and a day. Try to last four weeks, right? If you last longer and longer every single time, eventually you will stop altogether, right? Even yeah. if you last two years and you do it, right, for whatever reason... You can say, wow, I lasted two whole years. I think I can do another two or three or five, right? It's not uh-huh. – it becomes a thing where and, – and people do get into this where the longer they last and then they do it, the worse it is. Like that's a horrible yeah. mindset to have. Realistically, the longer you've done it for and you relapse, you should be like, oh, I'm able to get back on track way faster now, right? And this may – and this is my best mindset if I ever fail. This may be the last time I ever do this. Well, that's, right? good. That's, a, that's a good way to it's think. It's a positive way to look at it, right? This could be, right? This has the potential to be the last time I ever do this thing that I don't like doing. So that's really the mindset you want to be in. You have to push yourself yeah. there. And you're in control of that too. Exactly. So this could be it. I like that. Right. And, and you can see what happened, what went wrong. You can diagnose it. You're probably better at it at that point. You can say, okay, this is what went wrong. I have to remove this temptation from my life so it doesn't happen again. Right. That's a number one priority is preventing now, like getting over the fact that you failed because it's not a failure. It's just a bump in the road. Getting over the fact that you relapsed, you did a bump in the road, realizing that that may be the last time you ever relapsed. That may be the last time you ever bump in the road again. And Preventing it, the same mistake from happening in the future. Sorry, one second. Yeah. Um, the other thing to think about too is that you're literally 
never alone in this failure. So many other people are in the exact same boat with the exact same problem, struggling against the exact same thing. So if you fail, I guarantee you there's 10,000 other guys that also failed probably on the same number of days that you did. And that's comforting because like, we're all in it together, right? We're all trying to do the same thing. That's why this whole thing is a big, you know, fraternity of guys that, um, we're all comrades and, um, that should give you comfort and allow you to know that you'll have support and you'll have camaraderie regardless because it's about struggle. It's not about necessarily constantly having success. Failures also um, bind people together at the same time, as long as you all keep trying together. So yeah, there's definitely absolutely. no reason to feel like shit if you failed. Yeah, because chances are you're not the only one, and chances are it may not be the last time, and that's okay, right? The whole point is you're progressively improving. You know, these things take time. It took you nine years, whatever, ten years to get started to try to quit. It's not going to happen in a day, man. You yeah. got to take your time. You got to be patient with yourself. If any, you, if no one's going to be patient with you, you got to be patient with yourself. You got to treat yourself a little bit better. You got to have that mindset of, I'm going to live with myself the rest of my life. Do I want to wake up thinking I'm a piece of shit every day? Probably mm. not, right? It's a poor mindset. That's going to prevent you from doing a lot of cool things that you could be doing with your life because you just think you're a piece of crap when you're really not. You just maybe made some mistakes that you're unwilling that you haven't owned up to or you haven't changed yet. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, so we should go over the uh, the practical little advice uh, again that we mentioned in the first No Nut November episode, just so people can get a reminder. It's important to it's important to repeat things sometimes. Yeah, just so to get the, them drilled in. So the first thing we wanted to make clear for everyone is establish a reason why you're quitting. Establish a reason why you want to do this thing. It could be anything. It could be because you want to spend more time doing other things. It could be because you think it's an unhealthy habit. It could be because you're stuck in habitual sin. It could be because you think pornography is negatively affecting your life. It could be because you want to be more intimate with your partner. It could be because you're starting to develop symptoms of erectile dysfunction, which does happen in men, mainly because of psychological reasons, mainly because of porn addiction. Right, there's a lot of yep. reasons to start. So establish that reason. Uh, yeah. Next thing, connect with like-minded men. So find a community, um, either in real life, which is probably better, or online, which is probably easier because there's so much, um, so many communities online. Guys doing this. Uh, you can DM me, Western underscore Restoration. I love when guys. DM me to ask about this stuff. So, yeah, definitely willing to help. Um, yeah, to just find yourself some guys to do it with because it makes it so much easier. Yeah, absolutely. To share in the common struggle exactly. is, to want, is to want to be able to overcome it. If you're alone in it. And that's what every, every man wants. You want to be in a common struggle with other men fighting something. You know, whether it's war or it's, you know, your own urges, you want yeah. to be fighting it, right? 
Yeah, and I think that brings us to the next thing, which is finding something to divert your attention, right? And this means, we've talked about this already, to replace your old habit with a new good one, right? So you could exercise more, you could read, you could change your setting, right? You go outside more, um, call your mom, call your girlfriend, call your friends, call members of your family, right? Get out of that setting, get out of that habit, replace it with another habit, right? Yeah. Replace it with something that's beneficial over time. Yeah, exactly. Find the trigger, then replace the habit. Uh, another thing for specific urges in the moment you can do, um, a cold shower instantly. It's like when you said chugging water, like chug water and then you won't be thinking about it anymore. A cold shower is the exact same thing. You won't think about it because it'd be too cold <laughs> to to worry about it, right? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, obviously that has a lot of other benefits too, but for specifically controlling an urge, cold showers are great. Yeah, chugging water I find is really good too because it definitely one it takes your mind off of anything, and it, you can you have to control your breathing while you do it. And when you focus on your breath, it's kind of hard to focus on anything else. So that's another mm-hmm. good way to do it, right? Breathing exercises, right? If just breathing, you know, in and out very excessively, that's a good way to do it, like the Wim Hof method or dragon's breath yep. or tumo it's called right you can kind of get your mind out of there like that's another way to change setting even if you can't change your setting or even holding your breath for an extended period yeah. of time this is a way to change Box your setting. breathing yeah a way to change your yeah. setting without changing your setting yeah uh next do a set of push-ups very <laughs> easy can be done anywhere takes your mind off of it healthy alternative transmutes your energy simple as that right yeah exactly and and this could be anything it doesn't have to be just push-ups you can do your favorite exercise right you can be pull-ups uh squats yeah you sure. might not be in a place to do them whatever it is right do your favorite exercise you know get your mind out of that habit of fill, giving into your urges right practice that willpower right that's a that's how you build up willpower you gotta practice it right And figure out what triggers you. That kind of ties in with the habits section. What starts that habit? Maybe something else can be done to satisfy that trigger, but without being a bad habit, right? Yeah, exactly, right? You can put blockers on your social media. You can start saying you don't want this content. You can adjust your algorithm, right? It could be situations that you're in that you have to remove yourself from, right? There's a lot of things that potentially you could do. Um, and, you know, get help from other people, right? If you have a brother or a friend you're close to, you know, give them the bo- the blockers and the passwords for the blockers, right? So you can't access it without their help. It, it like, because you won't need to access any of this stuff anyways, right? So you can't access it at all with, without them. So that's a good way to do it. Um, and I think that goes mainly for our practical advice. And one other thing that we wanted to cover, which someone discussed which ties into a new thing we want to start doing with you guys so i think i'll let you take that one and i'll explain the new thing yeah so basically for a lot of people um masturbation or porn becomes necessary to sleep um and this is a big problem obviously 
because sleep is essential and that now you have this bad habit tied to sleep and you can't get to sleep without it or you not doing it causes you to stay up much later and uh, I, I think I had this as well because when I first started to quit I would um, be up late and just not be able to sleep because normally I would be using that to just relax enough just to be able to sleep and once those two things are linked in your mind it's it's really hard to unlink them but it's very important that you do unlink them and you, you're able to just get to sleep without anything prior having to be done um, you can maybe switch your routine like we said uh, to a different ritual before sleep like prayer uh, don't recommend exercise because you'll be more wide awake but stretching's not some, a bad some, idea light yeah something calm like stretching especially uh, your neck and shoulders you're gonna loosen up yeah, your neck and shoulders that's a good way to start um reading's a good idea praying is a good idea putting your phone outside of your room um you know not being out not having your phone on you for like a half an hour before you go to bed at minimum you know just like putting that away in another room letting it charge having a classic alarm clock you know these are small tips that may go a long way for you right and you just got to kind of allow them to happen yeah and this, because if your if your sleep is is messed up it can mess up everything yeah getting sleep dialed in is one of the the key things which brings us to our uh, our our challenge for the the month of December which I think we're calling dark December yes sir yes which is sir the darkest month yes absolutely so uh, I don't know if you want to explain it exactly yes. what we're gonna be doing so basically what we wanted to do is cover a singular health issue at the beginning of every month and obviously for December because it ties in with the weather and we wanted to make it themed. We want you guys and ourselves, obviously, to be getting more sleep. So our common goal will be trying to get about eight to nine hours of sleep a night. So a minimum of eight hours of sleep per night and about a maximum of nine hours of sleep. So this is purely just sleep. So getting eight hours of sleep means you're going to be in bed for about nine hours, right? And if you want to yeah. get nine hours of sleep, you're going to be in bed for about 10 hours because you don't spend the whole time sleeping, right? So you want to, so we want to get everyone sleeping who's listening to this, even if it's only for one week out of the whole month, we yeah. want to try to dial in our sleep. So our next episode is going to be focused all about sleeping tips um, and how to improve them. And it may have another topic as well, because obviously that may not we may not need that much research on this thing, but we rather really get in depth and like convince you guys how important it is to sleep. So this is, will be our challenge for this month, dark December. It's going to be about dialing in your sleep, you know, accepting that it's dark. You're not missing out on much if you go to bed early and wake up earlier, right? Or wake up a bit later and go to bed earlier. Like you're not missing out on much. And uh -huh. You may be missing out on sleep, which may be making you miss out on way more than you would be missing if you didn't get your proper sleep. So next month will be dark December, and our first episode will be all about sleep and the importance of sleep and how to improve your sleep through multiple different types of methodologies and probably a little bit of 
recap as well on No Nut November. Um, if we missed anything. And yeah, that pretty much explains it, right? So our goal for you guys would be to get at least one full week. So that's a minimum yeah. of seven days out of the whole month getting a full sleep, right? And hopefully that's consecutive, right? Mm -hmm. We want you guys to build these habits and we're obviously working on building these habits ourselves. Like what I'm going to start doing is putting my phone in another room. That's the number one thing I'm going to start doing this month is having my phone in another room and having a classic alarm clock if I want to wake up to an alarm. So I recommend yeah. you guys start there. That's a great place to start. That's going to probably change a lot because I know most people go to bed with their phones right beside their heads. So that's going to be our yeah, number that's one. That's also thing. really bad for you. Radiation. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into that. We'll get into yeah. that. Um, but that's all. That's my piece. And we really want to get us sleeping. Make America sleep again. Make <laughs> Canada sleep again. That's what we want to be doing this month. Nice. Yeah, and I think it's uh, I think everyone probably could be getting more sleep. So it's a, a very universally applicable challenge, just like No Not November. Exactly. Definitely, definitely excited. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll just close it off with the uh, quote here. Life in Christ is about self-mastery. It is about keeping your body under control and winning the prize of, of eternal life unknown. All right. Thanks, guys.